Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. In this episode, we are going to dive into a super hot topic. What is the best godly food plan to follow? And it's a question I get asked all the time. Is there a certain dietary plan or a certain way of eating that God tells us we should do? What is the best way to glorify him in our eating? And I love that you're asking this question because you do. You want to please God. However, this question also reflects that sometimes we want God to fit into a box. And if you haven't noticed, he doesn't do that very often. In fact, when we scan the word and we look for stringent dietary guidelines, these are only found in the Old Testament prior to the arrival of Jesus and the fulfillment of Christ, um, fulfillment of the law through Christ. And so in Genesis, we're told that all things were good. But then as we move into the New Testament, we're told that all foods are declared clean. So one of the other topics that we often see is that God seems to address the heart of the issue over the actual food quantity or quality that you're having. So it says that we are to walk in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so we walk in the spirit through the fruits of the Holy Spirit. These are indwelling gifts that we're given and not things that we will to happen or things that we strive to make happen. We're also told whether we eat or drink to do all to the glory of God. Wow, (laughs) that's a high standard. We look at the Old Testament and we have guidelines about not eating certain foods, certain uh, things were considered unclean, and those rules protected the people from a lot of diseases that were uh, ravaging the areas. And yet in the New Testament, we're talking more about the state of the heart. And that's actually a higher standard. A New Testament godly food plan is going to be more about what comes out of the inside rather than what goes in the mouth and through the body. Jesus talks about in the law, it is said that you shall not murder your brother. Shouldn't murder, shouldn't murder anybody. And yet in the New Testament, he says you shouldn't even look at someone with anger. So while it feels like easier to have less guidelines, looking at the state of the heart is actually a higher standard. And I think that's why we long for solid answers, things that we can check boxes on. That's why we're asking what is the best godly food plan to follow, because we want to know if we're doing okay. But the Lord always comes back to the state of the heart. So God does not say what we should eat. He doesn't talk about macronutrients. He doesn't talk about portion size. He doesn't say you should only eat organic. He says, let's let's look at what's coming out of your mouth rather than what's going in. So a godly food plan, I'm going to break it down to a couple things that we could look at here. 
it will nourish you. When you are eating in a way that glorifies God, your food is going to be nourishing in many ways. Physically, because if we're listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, chances are that we're not going to be eating all fast food and sweets all the time, although we probably will have some. We're going to be having a balance of foods that make us feel really good. But it's also going to nourish us emotionally. Food has been around for you know, since the creation of man. And the Lord has thrown a lot of parties. In fact, many of the festivals are all around food. Jesus went to a wedding and celebrated. Uh, we're going to have a great feast with the Lord when we return to him in the new heavens and new earth. And food is part of emotional health. I mean, it's great to connect with people. We call it fellowship because there's something special that happens with fellowshipping over a meal. Uh, but food is also going to nourish our spirits in the way that we learn to walk in the spirit and walk in self-control and love and joy. All of those things can be acted out through the way we interact with food. We can also say that a godly food plan will represent those fruits of the spirit. So I often, you know, people want to know like what's a healthy way to eat. And then we come back to well, goodness, if I were to eat fruit or eat with the fruit of the spirit, how would my eating look? Goodness, maybe I could focus on that and not actually think about the what so much as the, the way that the Lord would instruct us to live our lives. So what would your diet look like if you ate with love? Love for yourself, right? Your creation, he loves you, he made you. Love for God, Love for other people, right? I get pretty cranky if I'm eating a bunch of sugar or if I'm on a diet. What would your diet look like if you ate with love? What about joy? Oh my goodness, gratitude for what he has given us. Joy in tasty, healthy food and joy in treats. Peace. If you had peace in your heart and you weren't full of anxiety or seeking comfort in food, my goodness, how would your eating change? Love, joy, peace, patience. If you had patience that your, your goals are not going to happen overnight or patience for those in your life that you don't get frustrated and go take it out on a bag of chips, that would reflect a very different eating plan. And actually over time, when we walk in these fruits of the spirit, we are going to be eating in a way that may even represent a healthy eating plan. And yet it's sustainable and it's spiritually meaningful because we're doing it for and with the Lord. And you can go on to the remaining fruits of the spirit and see how you know, self-control and discipline and perseverance would all make a really big difference in how you ate. A godly food plan is going to think about the state of your heart. We're going to look to purge our heart of idols, of the idol of food, of the idol of weight, self-promotion, pleasure, all of these things that we put before the Lord. We're going to become more aware of the sin with that's within us and begin on correcting that. And then, and then can you imagine a heart that is fully yielded to the Lord, how those food choices are going to look a lot different? So that's why we focus on inside out. A godly food plan will also support your ministry. Now this could be motherhood in your season of life, or it could be out in a missionary field. It's going to be different for every single one of us, but a godly food plan is going to help you do that. Again, I'm not talking about 
portion sizes or exact foods. I'm talking about the way that you eat is going to support your ministry. And you may be a prayer warrior and yet you need to feel good to not have sugar highs and lows to stay up, you know, for long hours praying. You may be a mom who's pouring her heart into her little ones and she doesn't want to be tired and exhausted from skipping meals and and eating scraps off of her children's plates. You maybe could be a pastor's wife and your life is busy, 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 and you need to be nourished, but then you also need some flexibility to go to your congregation's house and eat whatever it is that they could serve you. That's a ministry first godly food plan. And finally, fellowship. I touched on it before. What food relates to in our emotional and spiritual health is really important to keep in mind of. And we don't want our diet rules to be so strict and so inflexible that we can't go out and fellowship with others, that we can't let food just be one more thing in our daily lives, that we can't let one unhealthy meal or one, you know, less than ideal meal completely throw us off track. So as we align our heart with God's word, a godly food plan will teach us how to walk in those fruits of the spirit, putting the Lord first, going to him when things don't go as we'd expected, and to rely on him one step at a time. So how do you put this into action, right? I've shared a lot of information about things you could do, but what on earth does that look like, you know, on the middle of a Wednesday when you're tired and your toddler is screaming or you get a phone call that, you know, you have an unexpected bill? Well, what it looks like is to seek the Lord and pray for him to give you guidance. I suggest that you sit down with a piece of paper and you write down what you would like your relationship with food to look like. For me, I would want to eat mostly real food, nourishing food most of the time, but I'd also like to not be super consumed with things like treats because I want to have them, but I don't always want to have them. I want to be flexible, try to eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm full most of the time. But if a child were to bring me something that they cooked for me and I wasn't hungry, I would still eat it. So food would be in its proper place. Those are the kind of pictures and visuals I want you to write down. And so you're going to write this down and then it'd even be great to draw it on a bit of a continuum. So you put it on the right side of the page and then on the left side of the page, jot down where you are today. Ugh. Kind of like thinking about food a lot. I may not always make great choices or when I do, then it only lasts for a little while and then I go off on all or nothing thinking. Oh, goodness, I'm, I don't have much love, joy, and peace when it comes to food. Jot it down. It's okay. It's not a time for judgment. It's a time for assessing where you are. And if things were going perfectly, well, then we wouldn't have anything to improve, right? But we want to have some areas to improve to draw us closer to the Lord and to help us be more like him. So then I want you to think about it as a continuum. You're not going to go from here to there overnight. And the steps along the path may have some practical things, but the Lord may be moving you into a more prayerful Bible study, praiseful, grateful kind of habit that you could make as a step along that continuum. So picture where you are now, where you want to go, and think of a little step to take along the way. Do this prayerfully. Pray for the Holy Spirit to give you guidance and understanding about what that would look like, and focus on that one small thing this week. 
maybe once a week, you think about it and you note your progress and decide whether you're ready to add something new. And through doing this, the beauty of this is that you're able to adopt habits one at a time so that they become not just something you do, but who you are. They become something that you do on even a bad day. Woo, hallelujah, right? That's an awesome thought. It also allows you to change a little bit at a time so that you're not making big sweeping changes and then you don't even know what works. When you signed up for a diet and you changed everything out once, it got overwhelming and you couldn't keep up with all of the, the different things that you needed to do and you didn't even know what worked for you and what didn't. When we do these little steps along the way, you can make a change, take an assessment, adjust as needed, and then keep moving on. But pass or fail, struggle or success, do this with the Lord and then he will lead you to his godly food plan for you. Because when you bring the Lord into every area of your life, well, it changes everything. Oh, and P.S. If you're struggling to put the Lord before your weight loss goals, oh sister, you are not alone. I spent years so afraid to yield my weight and my body to God because I thought he'd want me to be unhappy in my own skin or to be honest, overweight. But the reality is, is that God wants you to be comfortable and confident in him. And he wants to be first in your life. That's why today I want to share the Overcoming Weight Loss Idols worksheet with you. In this simple four-page little workbook, you're going to be asked some questions that really get to the heart of the matter so that you can put God before the scale so that your goals can be a result of your relationship with him rather than being focused on the scale. Doesn't that sound like what he would want? Well, I believe that's what he wants for you. So be sure to download it and dive in today. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six month deep dive, start to finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.